Hi everyone, and welcome to this episode of Low Season Traveller Insider Guides. I'm Jed Brown, founder of Low Season Traveller, and this week we're going to look at Nuremberg, Bavaria's second largest city. I had the opportunity to visit Nuremberg recently, and can certainly testify that it's an incredibly picturesque city which has plenty to interest any and all travellers. When I visited, I learned that about 90% of Nuremberg as we know it today didn't exist 60 years ago, such was the extent of the bombing there during the war. And it's been rebuilt beautifully, I must say, and certainly in accordance with how it once was years ago. Famous for its Christmas markets, sausages, gingerbread and toys, Nuremberg is also the home of Adidas, Puma, Faber Castle, Playmobil and Siemens, among many others. To help us understand what Nuremberg has to offer travellers, I recently caught up with Martina Weber from Nuremberg Tourism. Enjoy. So, good morning, Martina, and welcome to the podcast. Good morning, Ed. Thanks for, for inviting me for the podcast. Oh, it's, it's an absolute pleasure. So, look, first of all, please could you just provide our listeners with a brief overview of your beautiful city in Nuremberg uh, for those who maybe aren't familiar with the city? Of course, Nuremberg really is a medieval treasure. With its 500,000 inhabitants, Nuremberg is the second largest city in Bavaria and more than 950 years old. It has a good-sized old town where you can find anything your heart desires, interesting shops, cozy taverns, lovely beer gardens, and charming squares with historical homes. And most of the museums and sites are in walking distance in Nuremberg, which makes Nuremberg for me, a perfect city for a city break destination. Absolutely. Very, very easy to get around. Um, I can certainly testify to that. And in terms of the things to do and see in Nuremberg for, for visitors, what would be the top five things to do and see? It's hard to pick just five things. So <laughs> for me, it would be, first of all, you have the Kaiserburg Castle. That's Nuremberg's landmark. Yep. The castle is dominating the city skyline. You can't fail notice it. And a tip from my side is enjoy the view over the city from the Kaiserburg. Yeah. Second is the historic city walls. Mm. Nuremberg is characterized by the fact that the majority of the old city walls, many dating back from the 15th and 14th century, have been preserved. And a funny thing, I don't know if you have done it when you have been to, to Nuremberg, is to go almost the five kilometers. And ah walk on the city walls. That's really great. There's gardens, there's places. That's really a, a, a lovely thing to do. Yeah. And the so-called Hauptmarkt. This is the largest market square located at the heart of the city center. That's the place where our daily green market takes place. And in December, people from all over the world come to see Christmas market there. A fountain. And there is a ring at the fence. Yep. And that's the focus of much attention. A legend says that if you turn the golden ring, you make a wish and it will come true. Did you make it? I did make the wish. I turned oh, it three perfect, times, perfect, I made perfect. my wish, and I'm still waiting for it to come true, but I'm sure yeah, it will. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> and then there's German National Museum, home to the country's largest collection related to German art and culture. And here you can see the first cloak. And the really, really must is the Documentation Center and the Museum Memoriam Nuremberg Trials. The Documentation Center Nazi Party Rally Grounds is one of Germany's most important museums dedicated to the blackest chapters in the country's history. And the Nuremberg Trials Museum, there was world history was written in the courtroom of the Nuremberg Palace of Justice. 
This is where the leaders of the Nazi regime had to answer for their crimes before an international military tribunal after World War II. Just on that, something that, that I found absolutely incredible uh, when I was in Nuremberg, because it is an incredibly beautiful and picturesque city. And I kept thinking to myself that about 90% of the city w was flattened at the end yes. of the war. Yes. Um, and therefore, much of this is, is actually new and has been rebuilt. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And you, you, don't, you don't feel it, that it is mostly rebuilt, but it was a good decision to, to rebuild the city. Absolutely. But for me, what was incredible is you, you're absolutely right. You wouldn't know that it's been completely rebuilt. And part of that is because it's been rebuilt, you know, in, in the using the traditional methods, I guess. Perfect. In the traditional yeah, yeah. Ways. The stone, the sandstone facades and the timber houses. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, absolutely super. And what was that? Um, there's a department store which you have um, on the main shopping street. And it looks, it looks like it's, it's different small shops, but actually it's, it's one large department store, but it's just been built in a very clever design to make it look like the traditional way. Well, I forget the yeah. name of the department store. It's maybe called the, the Whirl. Yes. Yes. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Um, no, abs absolutely. No, shopping in Nuremberg is also good. It's, it's romantic shopping because it's all downtown. It's all in the old part, so it's good for shoppers. And in general, you know, when I was in Nuremberg, I did, I did find it surprising in, in many ways. Tell us the things which you, know, you find surprise visitors when they travel to Nuremberg for the first time. What always surprised people is that Nuremberg really offers something for everybody. So whether it's for families or FIT travelers, students, seniors, food and beer lovers, as well as music enthusiasts and history lovers. So Nuremberg really is not a thing just for FIT travelers or just for city breakers. So it's also perfect for families. So it really serves something for everybody. Absolutely. And I noticed when, when I went over that the plane was, uh, was absolutely full of families. Um, oh, and it of was, course. And it was, um, but it was slightly surprising to me because I always think of families during the half-term break in February going to, uh, I don't know, Tenerife or Mallorca or somewhere to the sun. But there were so many families on the plane going to, um, going to Nuremberg, which, which, you know, it, it actually impressed me. There must be an awful lot of people from, uh, my flight was from Manchester, going to experience the culture of Nuremberg. We have quite a big, big offer for families in Nuremberg. There is, um, there's a lot of, of things to do which you can do with your kids when you are in a city that's really, that's really different to some other city break destinations. There is, as just one example, the train museum where you can have, there's a kind of fun park in the train museum for, for the children where they can ride on a train and yeah, all kind of stuff related to trains. Oh, and wow. that's really fun for kids. And there is a big zoo and there is so many, the toy museum. There's so many things for kids and families, really. Yeah, toy museum, I'm sure would be very popular, all right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> And in terms of the, the tourism offering in the city now at different times of the year, how does it vary if you travel to Nuremberg, I don't know, in February as opposed to in May as opposed to in August? Um, how does it vary at the different times of the year? It, it's not really a big difference. Um between but just in summertime we focus much more on families than in the other times because there is also the playmobile fun park and the zoo oh. so in summertime we focus really pretty much on families a lot of people come here to to go with their kids to playmobile fun park and to our zoo 
And in winter, we focus much more on the Christmas market. Yeah. And Christmas market is also, a, there's also a part for families. There's the, the, the Christmas market for the kids. And food, history, and music lovers will find say, something for the whole year. There's festivals, there's bars, cafes, there's shopping. So it really, it's just a difference between the summer and the winter season. You, you touched there on the, on the Christmas markets. And I, for one, hadn't realized just what a big deal uh, the Christmas markets are in uh, in Nuremberg, as opposed to you know the the rest of Germany. Obviously, the, the Christmas markets are very big, and indeed, um, in the rest of Europe now. But uh, Nuremberg has the claim of being the um, of having the the oldest uh, Christmas markets in the whole of Germany. Is that correct? Not really. Nuremberg's Christmas market is one of Germany's oldest Christmas markets, oh, okay. but it's the most famous one worldwide. So it yes. dates back to the mid 16th century. And the specialist is setting on main market square. It's still the same, like in the 16th century. And it's a very traditional market. You can only buy high quality products. Just Playmobil is allowed to sell plastic toys. And it's really high quality. And don't forget to try the gingerbread and the Nuremberg sausages on the market, which also have made our city famous. Absolutely. the, tell, actually, on, just on that, the, the, the sausages, um, which are absolutely delicious, um, they're slightly different from the sausages in the rest of the Germ- in of rest of Germany. Could you tell us a little bit the about smallest. that? <laughs> they're so <Yeah>. small. <laughs> I would say we have the smallest sausages. And there's a, there's, a, there's a legend or a story behind why are the sausages so small in Nuremberg. And the legend says that the, the gates at the city wall were closed during medieval times and when people arrived at the gates they were hungry so the Nuremberg people they were very clever and feeded the people via the keyholes. There's one thing which makes Nuremberg's Christmas market really special compared to the other markets in Germany that's our Christmas angel our Christkind and the opening ceremony is really unique and a must-see when the Christkind opens the market to the public on Friday before the first advent. This is really a must to see. And this is really different to all the other markets in Germany. And when do the Christmas markets run? Always, the first day, it's always Friday before the first advent. Very traditional. Very good. And Nuremberg has a history of toys. You mentioned the Toy Museum before. um, And it's been known by some people as the home of toys. Why why is it known as the, the, the home of toys? Yes, that's true. Nuremberg has been well known for its toys for more than 600 years. The tradition goes back to the medieval doll makers and numerous tin toy makers. So we had a lot of toy producers here during the former times. And since 1950, Nuremberg is the home of the International Toy Fair every year. Mm. And did you know that the headquarters of Playmobil and Big Bobby Car is still near Nuremberg? No, I hadn't realized that. Yeah, Play- so that, hence you have, play- the, what is it, Playmobil Land or the, the park? Yeah, the Playmobil Fun Park, which Welcome. is really a great thing for kids. Yeah, I'm sure. And another thing that struck me about Nuremberg is, is for listeners out there, if you visit Nuremberg, you see the name of Nuremberg's favorite son everywhere on, on street signs, uh, the names of restaurants, and the airport's name indeed, uh, on the walls of hotels and, and generally all over. And the, the famous son is a guy called Albrecht Dürer. Have I pronounced yeah. that correctly, first of all? Yes, yes you do. <laughs> in German, we say Albrecht Dürer. Albrecht Dürer. Yeah, but, so t- but you're right, Dürer. Tell us a little bit about Albrecht Dürer. Who was he? 
he's probably the most famous German painter, drawer and engraver. He was born in Nuremberg in 1471. And you can visit his workplace, the Museum Albrecht Dürer House here in Nuremberg, which is a really beautiful timber frame building. And if you are lucky, you may be just in time for a guided tour with his wife, Agnes. She tells the intimate stories of daily life in an artist's home. So really it's his workplace. You can see how he worked, how he lived during medieval times. Yeah. And actually just one other thing as well. Um, so we've got the Nuremberg sausages, the Christmas markets, the home of toys. Um, Albrecht Dora, and something else which um, which I hadn't realised is there are a number of companies which um, originated in in Nuremberg, and um, I guess one that a lot of our listeners will be aware of is the um, the Dassler the Dassler brothers. Oh yeah, of course, the Dassler brothers. If Adidas and Puma are headquartered near Nuremberg, yeah. Yeah, which which I hadn't realised, and obviously there's um, there's there's very large. Um, outlets there that are perfect that are yeah it's perfect for shoppers and for sport lovers that's a perfect place to go yeah, absolutely perfect so when is the when's the typically when's the best time for visitors to to go to Nuremberg and indeed when when is the low season obviously we're, we're focused more on the low season months in general and um, so what's the low season in Nuremberg and how does the tourism experience differ during the low season compared to the peak season the good thing is that Nuremberg really does not have a low season, a really low season, as we're having a lot of international trade fairs going on, starting in January with the toy fair. But during the summer months, July and August, there is no trade fairs, and so you can get cheaper prices in the hotels. And it's a good time to travel in the summer months, but also the other months are really, really good months to travel to Nuremberg because we have a lot of festivals going on. There's on each and every weekend, something in the city during the months May till September. So it's it's always a good reason to travel to Nuremberg. But cheaper prices you will get in, in the summer months. Very good. And, and what's the weather like in the summer, typically? It's it's summer weather. It, it, last year it was such a sunny, warm summer. It was up to 30 degrees, sunshine. People sit outside, enjoy their beer on the, on the squares and drink wine and enjoy. Yeah, that's, it's, 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 it was a really hot summer last year. Very good. Here's, here's hoping that, it, that it, uh, it's uh, another warm summer again this year because yes. I, I could spend a few days certainly in Nuremberg just drinking beers outside. Of course. Of <laughs> you can drink every day a different kind of beer here in Nuremberg. Yes, great, a great selection of beers, of mm. course. And in terms of getting to Nuremberg, which airlines are served from, uh, from the UK and from which airports? How can we get there? You can go twice a day with Rainer from Stansted, Monday to Friday, directly to Nuremberg. And on the weekend, it's one flight to Nuremberg. And as you experienced it from the airport to Nuremberg, it's just 12 minutes. Absolutely. I can testify it's, uh, it's incredibly easy to get from the airport to the center of Nuremberg. Um, and on the, on the, the great uh, underground system there and it's, uh, and it's very cheap as well. It's just one train so you cannot go in the wrong direction so it's very easy. Yeah, well, uh, if, if I can manage it, I'm sure any of our listeners can manage it. Of it was, course. It was very easy. And listeners can find out more, of course, uh, by connecting with yourselves at Tourismus Nuremberg on Facebook, Instagram, and of course visiting the excellent uh, tourismusnuremberg.de website which is absolutely fantastic. It's got some fantastic videos of the city, uh, photographs, 
Uh, lots of information to really help our listeners get most out of their trip to Nuremberg. Um, and whenever you have questions, feel free to contact us via email or phone. So we are happy to help you. Absolutely. Martina, thank you so much for spending the time to talk us through your wonderful city this morning. Uh, we really appreciate uh, having you on the show. Same back to you. Thank you for giving us the possibility to tell a little bit about Nuremberg and hope you will come here and we see all of you here in Nuremberg for a beer. Thanks very much, Martina. Thank you, Gerd. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that's it for this week's show. Thanks again to Martina for sharing her insights with us. And if you would like to find out more about what Nuremberg offers, then please do visit the Nuremberg page of lowseasontraveler.com as well as tourismusnuremberg.de. It really is a great destination for a short break and the hotels are all of an incredibly high standard with great prices too. And as Martina mentioned, low season Nuremberg is during our summertime, which is a bonus. As always, if you have any feedback or if there is a destination which you'd like to see featured in this series, please do email us at lowseasontraveller at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please don't forget to share it with your friends and social networks. Look out for next week's episode where we take a look at our first US low season destination, South Carolina. All episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, and Libsyn, so please do make sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter in order to be notified when we have a new episode. And remember, it's free for everyone, as we believe that travel is better without the crowds.